Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we're talking about Planet of the Vampires, which is a film from 1965 that has no vampires. Brian picked this one, but before Brian explains why he picked this one, I want to do a fun little game. So Brian, you write no notes, right? That's like your whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> My shtick. I wrote five. Scott, how many did you write? Ten or fifteen. All right, so we're looking at about 20 notes to get through a full episode. So uh, if it's a short one, that's why. Brian, why are we having such a short discussion about this movie? Uh, because, man, I wanted to see vampires in space. But, uh, <laughs> well, I got bad news for you. The vampires never came. The vampires <laughs> never came. I will say there are positives about this movie. There just is not, not. Just not for what we just... No, I would say... For a movie made in 1965, I will compliment that I like the theme music. I like the synthy theme music. And I think that for what is a clearly a very, very low-budget movie, the sets mm -hmm. look great. So this is the equivalency of when you see your friends play and it's trash and you're like, I really like the set dressing. <laughs> we should give that guy a job as a director. And, and let me explain. When I say the sets, I'm not talking about the spaceship control room. That looks like it's straight out of Star that. Trek. I'm talking about like when they're walking around that planet. It looks pretty good. The planet Supposed of the vampires. Yeah, supposedly one of the actors, when recording his English dub, 
quote unquote was crying at the beauty of what was captured on film. Mm, no, I don't think so, Baba. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They just, he was in the studio for 36 hours waiting to get it right. And he was just having a mental breakdown. And they were like, is that guy okay? He's like, yeah, he's just crying at the beauty of the film. Move along. <laughs> the things that I like the most about this have all, everything to do with the perfectly coiffed women's hair. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and, um, I, I'm pretty excited to finally see um, X-Men First Class being discussed on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Their fucking outfits look just like the X-Men First Class outfits. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, this movie doesn't have tension. It doesn't have kills. I mean, it has 15, but you don't see them. Well, it almost becomes comical because it's like they'll just be walking around and then all of a sudden it's like, jump cut to them burying another body on, yeah, on the yeah I, I thought that i was missing something you know because i was like wait where when did they put them in body bags yeah watching this movie i kept it on at normal speed because there was no subtitle option for me wait so matt where did you watch it i have a dvd of it that i got in the mail i used to get free dvds from this company called cheesy films which had never done anything for me except for the first movie they sent me was the uninvited and it was downhill from there. So eventually, like they they stopped sending me review copies, and I was I was fine with it. <laughs> like, I was like I'm okay with this. I don't need these clogging up my my DVD collection. <laughs> but so is that um, how Brian knows about it? Because I've never even no. I no, rented it from Blockbuster. Store. Yeah, I was gonna say he rented it from Blockbuster at one point. They just sent it to me, and I watched it the one time, and then promptly forgot about it. The information that I have written down that I gained from watching it in 86 minutes, I could have gathered from just looking at pictures of the movie while reading the wiki page because that's about as much information as this like the, i think the wiki page is more cohesive than the actual movie is i can tell you it is because i had to utilize it to understand what was <laughs> happening at one point i was like what is this movie and i made a note about this because at the very end of the movie so they're on this planet the aliens... oh, i guess we should explain what's happening yeah, in the movie Brian, do yeah. you want to explain what's happening you're the one that picked this yeah, so they're going to, you know, check out this planet, see if there's any life forms on it. You know how space movies go. And then they just get pulled in, they get sucked in, and they start fighting each other, which, believe it or not, is like the third or fourth episode of the first season of Star Trek, um, is the exact same premise as the beginning of this, where it's just mind control, and then they're fighting themselves. Um, they're like, what's all this about? So then they... They do a little zoop doop, scoobity doops. Let's look at let's look around, and then they come back, and two people are dead because they fall to the death. And when you fight to the death, nobody wins. Um, so there's two dead bodies, and they're like, "Oh, brother!" So they're trying to figure out what happens, and then they notice like, "Hmm, our minds get taken control of when we sleep. Weird. Let's uh, let's put a guard on each other, but that doesn't work. But still sleep. And, yeah, but still sleep, and and." Uh, you know, they never watched Night Round Elm Street because it was 30 years before it came out. <laughs> so, you know, one thing led, led to another. And then they're talking to one of the zombies and it's like, hey, we're a vampire and, you know, we need your body to get out of this place or something like that. And they were like, but these are our bodies. And they're like, we don't care. We want them. And then, you know, that's the movie. <laughs> they, find, they find they uh, find a another uh, ship and a comically giant skeleton. Yes. Oh man, he had a giant head, a, a fairly big rib cage, not as giant as the kneecaps that went along with it, though. 
<laughs> so they they find that guy. They find that ship. And the funniest part about that is that they they get stuck in it, and the guy has to like grab this shocking flashlight, which I it's, it doesn't even sound like the smartest. He, the, the the explanation that I believe they had was due to the size of their body, they could hold the flashlight and it would light the way or something. I don't I don't even know. But they um they get out after he like fake fights the electricity and <laughs> they get back to the other uh ship more people die and come back but kind of barely it's it, it makes no sense and then they are leaving the, that planet only three of them made it back and the captain and the one woman with the beautifully coiffed hair who lived i think she was a brunette uh, yeah or a redhead she's a redhead they're acting funny and and you know what's coming Mm-hmm. They, they are possessed now and so the one guy wesley i think his name was uh, he the, they're like become become one with us and he's like never and so he destroys the meteor rejector which would have kept them safe in interspace tra- interstellar travel so they have to go to the nearest planet which is earth and they go it's a it's a spicy primitive meatball. It's a primitive planet, <laughs> and uh, and he go, they, the woman goes, "Will they accept us?" And he goes, "I hope so for their sake." But the best thing is, is that they took what could have been a really good ending. Like they could have made this ending so much better because they like let's use our super telescope and they look down and it's like New York City from above. Uh, what they should have done is say it was a primitive planet and we, they could survive in the atmosphere. So what it would have been was them being gods and controlling humans or demons and controlling humans, you know, disembodied people, um, disembodied, you know, spirits in the atmosphere controlling human evolution. So if they were like, oh, it's a young planet, it could have been before there was even space travel and it would have been such a better ending. Yeah, I feel like there's... So this movie has two things that it could fall in the category of with this ending and both would have been a better film in my mind is either you go all in and you do like the William Castle thing where you're like, Hmm, earth, look at that. There seems to be a very nice movie theater we could land next to. And then oh, like, geez, as the yeah. credits close, like the, the people dressed as the aliens come walking into the theater and everyone screams. But more so, like this movie is literally just like, a perfectly fine Twilight Zone episode that should be 22 minutes stretched out to 86 minutes long, like that. Uh, but I've seen so many better versions of this on the Twilight Zone. Like there's that's what one I of mean. My though. favorite it, ones. It is, it's 100% like that. It, it is doing that Twilight Zone thing where you think that you're following Earthlings throughout the movie, and then the big reveal is like, "Ooh, they weren't Earthlings, but they're coming to Earth now," because <laughs> they've done that that bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I was thinking of is the or the episode of Twilight Zone I was thinking of was the one where the the spaceship lands and it's like a completely normal type Earth, and and they're discussing whatever with this guy's like a butler or something, and they won't let them leave, and then they put him in cages. That's the one. Oh uh, yeah, thinking of. that's a good one. I yeah, love that I was, episode, Twilight Zone. There's Time. also, like, The Invaders was one where, like, this little woman being te- – or this giant woman being terrorized by these little aliens. And then, like, the big reveal is that the little aliens are 
astronauts from Earth that landed on some alien planet where it's giant versions of humans. Like, like they just always do these weird bait and switches where it's like, oh, you thought you were following someone that's from this planet, but you were wrong, zinger. <laughs> and that's I, I one of the first scripts I ever wrote. I remember that I wrote a bit about how Rob Sterling ends all of his things with the exact same reveal that it was Earth the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he went and wrote Planet of the Apes. And what's the ending of Planet of the Apes? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that he wrote Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he's the writer of Planet of the Apes. Interesting. Did you so Henry Zabrowski on last podcast on the left wrote a skit that Scott would hate, but Matt might find funny. That was a parody of the Twilight Zone, <laughs> where this guy just wanted to watch porn. Um, that's all he wanted to do. He was like a porn addict, and then he ends up in a bomb shelter, and the and the world ends, and he comes out, and then his hands fall off. <laughs> but there was time now. There was time. <laughs> Why do you think I wouldn't like that? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what Scott lacks in humor and fart jokes, he loves in humor of jerking it off. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, so do we have anything else to say now. about Planet of the Vampires? I'm sure there's some Gallo f- truists listening that are just going to leave some nasty-ass reviews Dude, about us. But fuck them. Listen, <laughs> I, I know this is my fault, but this is our problem. And it's, we're at 12 <laughs> minutes. So we got to figure just... something out immediately. We can go into deeper dives yeah. with, with other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, but what, I do, what was your double? Wait, wait, no. Matt, Matt, wait. You you are missing one great line. The one great line in this is, I want three pounds of plutonium. <laughs> I don't know. I, I also liked the line, which again, Scott, put this on your notebook. If you ever decide to cover the Planet of the Vampires theme song for Concert <laughs> Crash, to use the audio clip, another tomb for this cursed planet. <laughs> dude that's amazing i i'm gonna do you remember what the timestamp was so that i don't have to go look for <laughs> about 45 it was here i'll make it easy for you just look for where they're burying somebody <laughs> but that that's not easier <laughs> no i think it was about 45 minutes into the movie because it's my fourth of the five notes so it had to be after they landed on the planet <laughs> dude yes i you know i was literally making dinner last night thinking about how i just need to do i need to take it back to the to the myspace metal days and do an ep where it's like each song is 50 percent music a 50 percent an absurd amount of sound you know what clips. i would you know what i would buy you know remember when no fx did i think it was like the longest ep or something like that like it was, like it was like something like 70 tracks but they were all like super short um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should do an EP where it's literally every track is just like thirty to forty seconds, and all it is is the audio clip leading into the breakdown, and that's the entire. (laughs) So it's like the opposite of grindcore, where they have the sound clip, and then it's as fast and stupid as possible. But for me, it would be the the sound clip into just the breakdown. Yeah, like literally every song just starts off with like. Da, 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 da. And then the audio clip before, like the da, 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 like whatever the breakdown part is. I love the fact that you think that a breakdown is fast. Whatever or dun 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 dun. dun. But like, thank you, you much better. You have you have to have the build up to it too, like like that moment yeah, where you're you like, breakdowns don't mean anything without context. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to be like literally just like thirty to 
30 to 60 second snapshots where you don't know the context of any of the other song. Just this is where the breakdown's about to happen. And here's the movie clip for it. Oh my God. Don't tempt me. I got nothing but time. <laughs> Hi listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. All right. So now that we got our favorite quotes out and we're at that sweet 15 minute mark. <laughs> so Brian, what uh, what's your double feature going to be with this bad boy? I would double feature this with my favorite Martian starring Christopher Lloyd. I literally just watched that movie a few weeks ago on Disney Plus, and it is terrible. <laughs> I never actually saw it, I don't think. It's it's pretty bad. Wayne Knight is the voice of a suit. <laughs> so, Scott, do you have a double feature for this? Of course I got a double feature. To try and salvage the night, I'm doing horror in space with an actually good movie, um, Event Horizon. Ooh, very good one. So my in comes with a fun fact. I'm going to watch this with the movie Alien. And the reason is because this movie is attributed as one of the inspirations for the movie Alien alongside It, the Terror from Beyond Space, and Dark Star. Uh, now, Ridley Scott has never seen this movie before, but the screenplay writer Dan O'Bannon said that he was aware of Planet of Vampires. He didn't think he had ever seen it all the way through, but he had seen enough clips from it that it stuck with him as evocative. Uh, it had this curious mixture that you get with Italian films, but uh, with spectacularly good production design on an aggressive low budget mentality. Uh, and that's what drove him to hire the special effects person that they did because he was like, oh, he did the special effects for Planet of the Vampires. Let's bring him in for Alien. Are you serious? Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, so that's my fun fact. And also, Alien's just such a better movie. Oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> In every way, shape, or form. So what have y'all been watching this week? Brian, what do you got going on over there? Um, So it's probably going to be taken down um, by the time this episode comes out. Or it may not be. I, I think it's part of the South by Southwest thing that they're doing on Amazon Prime right now. 
but I've been watching the docuseries Cursed Films, and it is... I'm sure Cursed Films is going to end up on Shudder eventually. What's on Shudder is just the... There's an hour-long thing on Shudder, which is episodes two and three. But there's five episodes. I have two left. I'm watching The Crow right now. But the first three were um, Poltergeist, The Omen, and The Exorcist. Not in that order. I can't remember which order, but it's crazy. It's crazy uh, the amount of people that died attached to these movies. Have you watched... I, I haven't watched any of them yet, but have you watched the Twilight Zone, the movie one yet? That's the last one. Okay, so that's, I've heard, that's the last one to see. I've heard that there's a lot of controversy in that one because they actually show the footage of um, Vic Morrow dying. Oh, now I'm very excited to see. And my old 12-year-old fucking faces a death mind. But I probably won't like it. <laughs> I've seen the, the, the oh, death. Oh, you've seen the, the, the death actual, footage, yeah. The, yeah, and it's... I think that it's worse because you know the context. I mean, it's... it's. I mean, from what I remember, it was pretty, pretty blurry. But just knowing... And it, it, there's so much dread watching it. Like, knowing what was going to happen. So, that's just me. Um, but I don't think that it's healthy. Oh. I don't yeah, think it's healthy cool. to watch that. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they can do whatever they want, um, and wa viewers can do whatever they want, I guess, um, if the families have the ability to have a say about it. You know, if, if, if the estates are lined up and everybody's on board with it, I mean, I think it's in bad taste, but I also I... – I'm not going to watch the Cursed Films um, series myself personally. God, so what did you watch this week? I have well, Megan and I have been enjoying the ever-loving shit out of what we do in the shadows season two. It's uh, on Hulu. It's very odd for us to have um, between that and Zoe. Um, we have a week our weekly ritual shows again, and it's very odd because we haven't had that for oh god, I don't even know, like six months or something. Because um, most of it, most everything comes out, and you just binge it and you're done. But um, it's it's it is quite. Oh, oh, Mandalorian was the last thing that we watched. So it's only been like, you know, five months. But uh, it, I do kind of enjoy having like a, oh, it's Sunday night. We're going to watch Zoe. Oh, it's Thursday night. We're going to watch What We Do in the Shadows. And also What We Do in the Shadows is just so incredibly funny. I just, I I want to do a, um, I want to do an acoustic cover EP of just acoustic songs from horror uh, so obviously the the song from What We Do in the Shadows probably want to do that song that's in Autopsy of Jane Doe, which almost made it onto Horrors Four, but then I just didn't really have the time to to learn ukulele well enough to play it. Um, <laughs> oh man, I just, it's such a great show, and I, I can't believe that you haven't watched season one yet. Um, I don't know why you're sleeping on it, but you need to get on it. It's so funny. I wasn't a big fan of the movie. I've said it more than once. And season, I don't even want to show the movie to Megan because she loves the show so much. I feel like she'd be so let down. I don't know, though, because I saw an Instagram story of her laughing her ass off at the brilliance best that is in best show. in show and a camera panning over to a stone faced Scott Roger on the other side of the couch. That is bullshit, dude. I was not stone faced. I was probably like playing Candy Crush or something like that. <laughs> Or messaging you and your brother. Uh, dude. <laughs> Either her... way, I saw that and I messaged her immediately and was like, yo, that documentary, that mock 
rules go see Mighty Wind as well because it's also great. I'm pretty sure she's seen Mighty Wind. She said she never has. She's oh, like, I've really? never seen that one. I'm like, oh, you would love it because it's also a musical. It's, yeah, and it's it's another Christopher Guest one. But like, yeah. she was howling. So like she was screeching, laughing at Best in Show. Like I don't think I've ever heard. I don't think that we've watched Best in Show together in a decade, and I don't think that she laughed that hard last time. So I've been watching. Obviously, this is going to come out in July. I would like to be optimistic that by July we're not in the exact same state that we are at the time that we're recording this. But the time that we're recording this, it is early, early stages of lockdown. Uh, really not leaving the house. Very much at all. Very scary. Very little information. A lot of bad. So what has been bringing me joy during this entire time is I've just been watching The Great British Bake Off Oh, constantly. Did, Wait, is this um, your first time watching the show? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it is, it's a banger, man. It is so wholesome. It's so positive. It just makes me smile. Everyone's so kind. There's no drama. I'm just like, this is just what I need. And they're not fighting for money. They're not fighting for anything but a nice dish to display well, a cake they, on. Yes, but they also, <laughs> everybody that has won gets like a book deal or something. And that's fine. Like it's, yeah. it's, no, a, but it's, it's a huge earned. show, but it's, it's, it's earned by like, it's way more earned than a lot of the other reality shows that come through America. I would absolutely. say. Absolutely. No, I, I love that show. And I, I'm not trying to, to tear it down at all. I'm just saying like, yeah. I, 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 that's the reason why I accepted us watching it because I hate reality TV and I hate, um, competition shows because of that that cutthroat feeling of them and the stress and like the manufactured drama and Megan was like let's just watch it it's cute and and they help each other out and so I did I, we started they're watching very, it and there's really no manufactured drama in it like no. that's the thing I, it's just very much like they are people who love baking and like it's just for the name of showing what they can do and like I, I think the thing that I love on that show that I've never seen in any other reality show and uh, you know I've watched every single season of drag race at this point <laughs> but like it feels like constantly when someone is told that they are the the person who's leaving the show there's always a talking head from another one of the contestants that's just like it should have been me i don't understand why they made like like no one's like everyone is so hard on themselves that like no one's there like well yeah obviously i'm star baker i i kick ass at this they're all just like no i could get let go you know my technical wasn't where it should have been like they're very humble about everything and it's such a relaxing thing i was devastated when mel and sue were no longer the hosts i don't but, know uh, so we started later on and yeah. um the second set of hosts i can't remember their names but like sandy and Noel. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I like them equally like i like the two I like pairs them equally I like them now. So I started in the beginning and worked my way up. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that the the thing that Mel and Sue do so much better than Sandy and Noel still is I just love their ready, set, bake. It's like, it's <laughs> so like up over the top where they're just like, ready, set, bake. <laughs> like it's very, it's the, it's the high pitch bake that used to make me so happy every episode. So not having that is, it, it, it hurts a bit, but yeah. I'm, I've got one season left to go. I started last week and I got through six of the seven seasons on Netflix. Damn, dude. That is, that's, it's, that's like you pushing. It's like meditation while I'm working, honestly. Like I'm just sitting at my desk, I'm doing work when I can. And then there's just this, this pleasant sound of 
British people being kind to each other. And every once in a while, I'll look to my left and see a lovely cake. And I just go back to my work. It, it makes the day nice. It's, yeah, a lot less stressful. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, there's a cake. Um, but that was Planet of the Vampires, the movie so bad that Brian ran away in fear in the world <laughs> of recording. It had nothing to do with his Wi-Fi dropping. Uh, and we will be back next week with what will from what I can tell, be our last aquatic horror film of the year. Just get ready for some fucking explosions. It's going to be a treat. Uh, so we'll be oh! back. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... <laughs> and that Dude, is I don't know. Show. I don't know if you should keep that in. That is such a good fucking joke, but it gives <laughs> it away. No, uh, no, only it. because we know. <laughs> only no, because we that's know. That's amazing treat. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. <laughs>